Hey homies, welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Queens podcast. I'm Lauren Page, and I have a solo episode for you. Y'all, I know I didn't post an episode last week. I'm sorry. I just, I feel like my consistency has been going well, so I gave myself grace, you know? Give myself grace. It's the beginning of this of the year. I was, why was I about to say school year? It's the beginning of the year. You know, we have to work out our new kinks, our new habits, all the things. But I really wanted to do an episode on singleness in time for Valentine's Day and Singleness Awareness Day and all of the things because your girl has been single for a while. Um, yeah, I haven't really had a very long-term relationship. I just, I know singleness well, but I also have experienced with dating, with talking in quotes, and all the things. Apps, you know, don't even get me started on the apps, guys. The apps. The apps. But I know I have a lot of listeners that are married or are dating But I also know I have some that are single and I feel like we get a bad rap where if you're in your mid to late 20s, parents, people on the street, everyone is asking like, why are you still single? And you feel like there's something wrong with you, like there's a disease, like you, it's just a lot, you know? And even maybe if you're in your early 20s and, you know, you're in the South or your family tradition is to get married early and you're like well dang like I am 22 but I you know I'm still trying to figure out me and work on me and work on things that I don't want to bring into a relationship so this episode is for you I got you it's probably going to be a little bit of a ramble but guys I have changed my perspective on singleness I used to and I'm still working on it. I'm not, I'm a work in progress on it. I love love. I'm a hopeful romantic, not hopeless. There's a lot of hopeless moments that I have about dating and about, you know, marriage and whatnot. But I want to remain hopeful because I've seen the goodness. I've seen people who are in their 30s eventually find their, their person they're supposed to be with and and they choose to be with and so I just I just see the stories and I'm like okay despite what I see on the regular despite what my friends text me like there is goodness out there you know um but just to preface I am going to be talking about my relationship in terms of men because that's who I'm attracted to and uh I like to date So just to get that out there, if you're wondering, but I also think guys can benefit from this episode as well, because I feel like sometimes our struggles are the same, but we don't talk about it from a male perspective. Um, But so yeah, so it's, it's, it's for all my singles, all my singles, all the ages of twenties and maybe even, you know, on, Mm, you can get something from this, but y'all, I think that my continued thought coming into this episode is that since we see singleness as this worst thing, which it's not, it's if you're a Christian, Jesus, our main man Jesus was single and he did impactful things on this earth. So praise him, okay? So it's not a disease. It's not something to be looked down upon. It's a great time to be alive. 
because as they say, I think there's there's a saying of like it's the most selfish time you'll ever have and like that can be looked at as like a negative, that can be looked at as like just repetitive, but I think it's a moment and if you think of the like nitty gritty of dating, it's just you have to be open to communicating with this other person and it's a two-way street and everything, but like if you're single, you get to pour into your friendships, pour into yourself and your passions and I also think a lot of our dating issues, especially these days on apps and and everything, is because it's a singleness issue. And I'm not coming for anyone specifically. Like, this is myself, and this is what I've observed and our, as our collective dating experiences and from friends and observing, you know, strangers and people online and what they say a lot. And I've read some books about, you know, dating and marriage. A lot of things is a singleness heart issue and mental mentality from myself and like why aren't we comfortable being by ourselves because at the end of the day no one's going to complete us no one can truly complete us because when we get into a relationship there's always going to be something that we're like oh we're lacking or oh like turn it on someone else and be like oh why aren't they fulfilling my needs or why aren't they fulfilling this part of me and I think a lot of the things that we can work on in singleness is being alone our self-esteem our communication our wellness journeys and movement and moving our bodies and feeling good in our skin and just our mental capacity and just trying not like we're always going to bring in some sort of baggage but like why not cleanse ourselves of the things that are unnecessary and the things that we have the capacity to work on because I don't believe you need to be in a relationship to have to work on things that contribute contribute to a relationship because it's a lot of it's a heart issue and a mentality and a perspective that we bring into things and like this is like a new thing for me so don't don't think again like I'm coming at you being like I'm still working on this. I'm, it's a newfound thing because, like I said, I love love. I have a desire to, that's one of my values, to love and to and to be loved. And so I really, I've always loved, you know, the idea of dating or whatever. So I think that, you know, when people hear about embracing your singleness, they're like, and I heard this recently that just because you want to embrace your singleness doesn't mean you have the don't have the desire to date or to get married. Like I think embracing your singleness is actually preventative care. Can I say that again? I just thought about that this morning. Embracing your singleness is preventative care because in the U.S. we always want to put a band-aid on something. In this case, i.e. date and stuff down our issues. Okay? So when we... In this context, when we work on us and our singleness, when we work on communicating, and we can work on that by, you know, assessing our communication skills with our friends, our communication skills with our family, at work, whatever that looks like for you. And so I think the preventative care is really the point of where we can notice like if we're on apps like what is our pattern? Do we always entertain guys or people that aren't healthy for us that we are what patterns are you noticing are you always the one overthinking that that text or that message like why like just assessing the patterns and like this can be exhausting and this can be 
just really hard, gritty work. But as I've learned, the hard, gritty work is actually the long-term payoff and the long-term adds to long-term success. And I think also one piece of the preventative care is surrounding yourself with friends that you trust, that you truly deeply trust, and like close friends that you truly completely trust and you can go to and be like, hey, when you are dating, you can be like, hey, I actually need, you know, some advice or like check me on this, like check me on our relationship. And like whether that's also like mentors. And the reason I say this is, from my experience, I know, you know, everyone says like, oh, love is blind, like in a way of like when you get into something, you can't see all of, you know, the red flags about someone or the, which everyone technically has red flags, as I've heard Jess Connolly say, like technically everyone has red flags. We all don't are not perfect. We all have, you know, some toxic traits, you know, everything. But I think sometimes we don't see like blind spots of where we're not operating in our truest values, our truest personalities. And I think that what I know to be true of, even though, you know, I still want to create, have more friendships like around me in person, I know that I have people to reach out to that if I introduced a guy to them, they would literally tell me the truth and be like, Lauren, this is not what you said you wanted. You are playing small you are dating down, you aren't, you know, operating in your truest self in this relationship, and I don't think it's healthy for you, and even though, like, I know people, when they say, oh, my friend doesn't like my boyfriend, and is this a a red flag, or is this not good, or blah, 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 but I truly, deeply know for myself that, like, I get, like, hazy. I just jump into things, and I'm like, this is it, and he's great. But I need people around me to be like, like, am I out of my mind? Like, is this not actually what needs to happen? And so, for me, that's what I know of, like, that's what I know that I need to put my preventative care is in, like, building and fostering relationships. And that can also be what you're doing in your single life is – building relationships and giving back to your community and learning things that you need and learning skills and things that you can take into your dating life and can make it more full and more and healthier for you and honoring to you and and another person and so I really think that friendships that cultivating that friendships and in that life is really valuable in your dating life and on so that like people can come around you and love you in it and love you even if you break up and and whatnot and so I really think that that's something to be good even if you like you know because in our 20s we're always shifting and and you know going to a new city and so like building that community is also valuable and in building that community hey you never know the guy may end up being your friend and then you start dating so anything is possible friends but yeah I think that it just I just want to reiterate that like singleness is not bad bracing singleness is good and also I one of my goals is to partially you know date myself and 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 cultivate being comfortable with being alone and like going out to lunch and getting bringing a book and not looking at my phone and just 
being present and being in the moment and and loving Lauren and loving where Lauren is at, even if it's not where she wants to be at. And getting okay with being independent because, yes, we're going to be with, you know, our person or who we choose to date or who we choose to marry and for a long time, but they also go to work. They all, I personally want the guy I'm with to have hobbies and to have friends and be okay with us being separate even though we come back together, you know? So I don't want to be codependent. I don't want to have an anxious attachment style to someone, which is also good. Also, I have been meaning to walk, to read the book Attached. Um, I forgot the author, but it's also learning about attachment styles, which I could think could be really helpful and wise. So I'll also link that below. I'll also link like other, I'm typing that down. I'm also going to link some other resources. Some of them are faith-based, but Attached, the book is not faith-based. It's kind of, I've heard people talk about it and it's a little bit like outdated in some respects, but you'll get the gist of it. I just really think that learning these things about ourselves is so fruitful because I don't want to be just in an unhealthy relationship when I could have worked on this in my in my singleness. And I just also want to say that like you we often be are like, oh, I'm single now. I have to put this specific thing on pause or I have to put whatever this big project on pause. Like, no, you can be cultivating that. You can have purpose in your singleness. You can be doing that big project. You can be writing that book, doing that, going on that trip, whatever that looks like for you. You can do it now because you're still living. You don't want to put your life on pause. Again, if we've learned anything in these past almost three years is that like we can't our, our life is continue going to be going and there's always tr- twists and turns and unexpected things that come up so you don't want to put your life on pause and as morbid as this may seem and then you are not here the next day and you could have gone on that trip you could have taken that chance you you know you could have made that career shift and then you never know who you may meet making that shift doing that thing in the process but it's not because you want you have intention of meeting that person but you are just doing your purpose your love your passion and then in turn that will be the thing is the overflow of what you're passionate about and what you're doing and the trip you took and um just all the things you're doing is the overflow and that you can meet that person and you can look over and be like hey like I really am interested in this person and see where it goes from there. So I think as I was also thinking about this episode of like us doing and cultivating everything, we will have the overflow of love and not being in a relationship out of lack because we lack something because we think that relationship will fill us up. But it's actually out of the overflow of love that we have for ourselves and the world and others and just like pouring that out and being like oh this person doesn't complete me they compliment me and they compliment what my goals and dreams are and we can build goals and dreams together but also they champion me in my separate you know goals and dreams and that also aligns with ours and so yeah I just I think that that's something that I'm exploring and part of the reason like 
if you go on my website on commonqueens.com you'll see that that's something that I want to help people explore with their singleness and like landing in in their singleness in a coaching format and because I think it's really valuable holistically like mentally emotional and spiritually to work and lean into our singleness and also like what getting really like granular um, perspective about what we desire and what our expectations are in a relationship in a mature manner far past like oh I want him to look like this or I want height or blah blah or his eye color or whatever but like no like what are our values at the end of the day like what will we stand for what will we not stand for what is like what can we be open about and I think that it's a double-edged sword in dating of of not settling but also being open-handed and open-minded about that we can, we don't have to really be stuck on surface level or appearance and that's where I'm still like exploring of like wh- what does that look like like of course things that you know I don't think we should stand for is people demeaning us them talking down to us you know abuse all of those things and I think in a communication style I think like it can even get as you know people we can kind of be passive about things even though we know like this is not how I want to be talked to or want us to communicate I'm just like yes try to you know talk about it but if they still are passive aggressive if they still talk down to you if they still you know ignore you and ignore you for a long period of time and they're not open to hearing you out like no like let's not stand for that let's not settle for that let's not be complacent in that because we think we won't find anyone else on the planet earth even though there's like billions of people you know what I mean and I think that for me and you know the advice that my mom has given me or I've observed for other people of like there's a way to be open-minded about looks and about attraction because I have found even just growing up of like being like oh that guy is funny and cool and it's he's easy to talk to but looks wise he's not necessarily my type but as like we've talked and I want to know him even on a friendship level I'm like oh like he's kind of cute like I you know turn my head a little turn my head to him I'm like wow when did you get attractive like you're kind of cute oh and so I think that there's a way to be open-handed about looks of course looks and attraction and, and chemistry and everything is so important but like honestly like charm is charm is deceitful like beauty fades you know like we all get saggy a little bit, you know, black doesn't crack, but <laughs> you know, there, there are things that we don't look as what we were in our twenties or thirties or whatever. And you know, things I fade, but like having that, like, oh, you're my best friend, but you also are, I'm attracted to you is valid. And, but I want to ha- be with my best friend and someone that I feel comfortable being around and can talk to for hours about deep stuff but also laugh and do go out to eat and explore where we live and blah 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 like I think that the deep stuff for me personally as y'all know matters so much more than like 
oh, he doesn't have the hair color that I wanted. Or like, oh, like he's shorter than I would have liked. Like, look at Priyanka and Nick Jonas. Okay, can we stand a king and a queen who are secure in themselves? Can we stand? Um, but yeah, I just think that there's, we just have this, this, this dichotomy of settling, but also not having crazy expectations. It's this weird push and pull in our society and I'm a big proponent of not settling because I feel like as women we're nurturers at a basic level in some capacity that doesn't mean you know you have to be want kids and child real but we are in our nature very um compassionate and nurturing and like like you know want to fix people honestly and and be there for people and like be like oh like he's he has this tendency but it's okay like I can change him I can work on that like give it time but like sometimes like if we keep giving it time like that's only um a negative have a negative impact and just not being good to ourselves and losing ourselves in the process and losing what we were meant to do and losing the friendships that we were meant to have in kind of isolating ourselves from our friends so there's this dichotomy but I also think that we can't go into something being like oh this will do oh this is okay oh this is enough but also have that seed of doubt of like this is not making me want to be a better person and I think that that's where we have to look at ourselves and be like is he complimenting me to where not completing but complimenting me and pushing me to be a better version of myself and being just in being a better friend and being a better daughter and being a better you know employee like is he pushing me and bringing out the best in me and am I bringing out the best in him you know like I think that's the, the tension and where we need to analyze when we're dating of like is he bringing out the best in me am I bringing out the best in him are we going forward and, and bringing out the best as a unit? And so that's where I'm like the settling kind of comes in. And and I think also like are we having – are we out of anything? Like there's going to be conflict. There's going to be tension. There's going to be hard times. But at the end of the day, like when you put your head on your pillow, do you have peace about being with this person? Like do you have peace knowing that like y'all will be okay despite – the the hardships and I'm not talking about like the really big value stretching things but I'm talking about like would y'all would you choose him in the like in the simple moments even in the arguments like would you choose him like do you have peace do you come back to peace about that person you know do you come back a peace about that y'all can get through conflict and that he wants to be better and he's showing He's not just telling you he wants to be better, but he's actively showing you that he wants to be better time and time again. And so I just think that that's a big thing of like at the end of the night, do you continue, do you continue to come back to peace about it in your heart, in your mind? And our hearts can be deceitful. Like I've definitely been like, oh my gosh, like I love him, but um actually no I have never been in love but I have love for him 
Um, and but then I could just continue to come back to like there's just I just have anxiety about it though. I come back to having anxiety about the situation. I come back to stressing about it and questioning everything. And yes, like you can come in and if you actually like you know day to day struggle with anxiety like. It can still rear up even when you have someone that you do are in love with and everything. But I think in knowing and using your skills and in bringing back the full picture, are you coming back to like, but it's not, at the end of the day, I will have peace with him. Like I have peace with him despite all of my anxiety and anxious moments. So that's the thing that I wanted to get out there about the tension of settling and um, having just really high expectations. I could do a whole episode ranting on dating apps. Currently, if you must know, <laughs> I'm not on dating apps. I was in last year in the fall. And yeah, it, it just brought out a back a lot of insecurities and tendencies that were not healthy and I think honestly dating apps bring a lot of unhealth I don't want to say toxicity but not operating in our best selves in all of us no matter who you are if you are like somewhat you know always wanting to work on yourself and improving yourself and growing I think it can always bring out just our unhealthy uh traits in general and so because I've read in a book I think it was like single dating engaged married I I will put it in um the details below but it apps dating apps allow us to be almost gamble and be this consumeristic society in a dating context because you know we can always say, oh, there's someone more. If they don't fit this particular box, there's always someone else. There always is someone else. We just swipe, 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 and just base it off of looks. We just, you know? And so I think that dating apps for me <laughs> just bring out this initial anxiety in an unhealthy manner. And that doesn't mean I will never get back on, but it also reminded me that I just have like so much more to work on in some areas and lean into my my singleness and hey I'm open to dating out into the world but right now I'm not on dating apps and so I just I don't know I'm just like it's crazy to me how I hear people like have such an overwhelming positive experience on dating apps and I'm like and they get married and I'm like where like show me your tips like I need tips and I it just always like bothers me when I hear friends experiences and I have just quality women in my life who are single and I'm like things just don't add up and I just think it goes back to us and our singleness and always thinking that there's someone more without truly giving someone the opportunity or settling with someone that we just want to be with because they have the look and they give and they follow you know the idea that you had in your head 
And so I just, I don't know. I, apps are just not my favorite, but I know it works. And I know that it's one of the ways that we operate as a society these days, which kind of makes me sad because like I said, I'm a hopeful romantic. So I wish it would happen just naturally and organically out in the world. But I know that's somewhat naive in a way, but I know it still does happen. And I think it also, apps also allow us to say things in a negative way that we wouldn't say to that person. And I also think it allows us ghosting equals not respecting that person. And I think it allows us to do things in two people that we wouldn't have done if we weren't on an app. And for me, I heard that like ghosting equals not respecting that person. And I definitely think that's correct because if you respected that person, you would take the time even in message form to be like, hey, I had so much fun on our date. You're a great person, but I don't think that this is gonna work out or whatever thing that you're gonna say. I think that's more respecting the person honestly and leaving them with a better taste in their mouth than just ghosting. And I know that's easier said than done and I know there's tons of opinions about that. But if you are actively going on multiple dates with a person, and even if you went on one date with a person, to not have that ambiguity, just let them know. Just let them know. And I feel like if that compounded on itself, that we would have a more healthier dating lives in general as a whole, as a society, as a world. And so, yeah, I don't know. I have qualms with dating apps. And I think that it's interesting that I know we all like probably back in the day they had to take, you know, breaks from dating or they weren't dating as much as they were in the past. But it's so interesting to me that we've gotten so exhausted with dating that we need to take breaks from apps like that. Like that's just so like mind-blowing and kind of makes me so sad that like we've come to a point where we just get exhausted putting ourselves out there getting swiped on getting rejected getting comments about our appearances like all of these things that it just consumes us because I honestly feel like dating apps are like literally a part-time job they are a part-time job and it's like going with the algorithm of one dating app and what's not working and what is working and why aren't they showing, giving me like actual genuine matches and it's just, it just causes an, a stress and anxiety that I personally feel like should not be there <laughs> and that is so frustrating to me and honestly now that I'm realizing I think apps bring the most frustration to me even though I want to be hopeful I feel like thinking about apps and just also sometimes dating outside of apps in general the where the hopeless part tries to come in um but time and time again I think that if you just continue to wear on yourselves and overflow from love that there is something to that. When you are glowing and when you are operating in your truest self and when you're doing the things that you love and growing, I think that radiates off of you. Like in far past your beauty, just something people are drawn to that. People are drawn to people operating in 
who they are in an an innate way and in a genuine way. And whether that's on apps or off of apps, I think that people are naturally drawn to that, even in a friendship context. And so that's all I have. That's all my, my mental capacity can say, but I can go hours. Okay. DM me, uh, email me your, your situations. I have seen people like giving advice on, uh, on podcasts of like their dating situation. I don't know if I could do that. I think I I kind of would be fun. So DM me at Uncommon Queens, email me uncommonqueens at gmail.com if you want to let me know what's happening i would love i love talking about dating i don't necessarily love talking about my own dating situation but i love talking about other people's with you i love to hype you up give you encouragement tell you "Mm, girl like this is this may not be where you want to be spending your time because we all have a lot going on these days and i think that dating shouldn't be pulling us down honestly So homies, thank you so much for listening. I hope this gave you some things to think on or just some entertainment if you are dating or married or some insight, whether maybe if you're dating, you need to evaluate some things or talk to your partner about some things. So homies, I hope this helps you with today, tonight, or tomorrow. Talk to you soon.